Hello once again, my friends, and welcome to uh, the Run of the Mills podcast. My name's Mike, and I'm your podcast guy today. And every day, well, every weekday, because, you know, you got to take a break now and then, right? Hey, uh, welcome to um, Keeping Up with the King as we make our way through the book of Matthew. We are in Matthew 15. And yesterday, if you're listening to these on a daily basis, or five seconds ago, if you're listening to these just straight through in a crazy long binge, hey, we were talking about Jesus, talking about the Pharisees. He called them blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. And Jesus answered, or Peter, then Peter answered and said to him, explain this parable to us. Now, he's not talking about verse 14. He's actually talking about what Jesus says earlier, where he says, um, in verse 10 and 11, hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. And so Jesus is going to explain this, right? And so we, so Jesus says, are you also still without understanding? And I find this, I find this interesting that how often this happens where Jesus is like marveling that they just don't get it. <laughs> and, um, um, so anyway, I, I, it just amuses me. I have nothing else to add to that. It just amuses me. So he says this. He says, do you not yet understand that what enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which, pre, which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. All right, so he says, you know, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out of the man. This is what defiles him. And so Peter's like, Okay, wait, explain this. And and again, I, I think it makes sense that, that Peter's asking the question because, again, this is a very diet-oriented culture, right? You know, if you're not familiar with um, the Jewish people, well, I'm sure you've heard of kosher eating. Well, the Jew, the Jews were given very specific dietary laws found in, in their law about things they could eat, things they couldn't eat. And again, if you look at like modern-day um, Jewish practices, some of them are very strange compared to um, the ancient uh, law, dietary laws. You know, there's things like they will not um, have meat and cheese in the same, you know, in the same dish. So like a cheeseburger, that's a no-no. Pizza with, you know, pepperoni, that's a no-no. Um, and, and there's a reason for that that goes back to one of the laws. And one of the laws says um, says this. It says, you shall not boil a kid goat in its mother's milk. Which is a really strange thing. Like, why would I do that? Why would I boil a kid goat in its mother's milk? That is freaky and weird. And I used to say, well, you know what? Somebody probably did it. And God was like, okay, that's just weird. Stop. Knock it off. Don't do that. But really, there's more to it. it. It was a fertility ritual, right? It was an act of worship and of dedication to to a fertility goddess. And so the idea was, I'm going to take this infant animal in its mother's milk. I'm going to boil it and, and consume it. And this will make me more fertile and have more children, which will be able to work my fields and I'll become wealthier. And um, so that dietary law, which was based on you know avoiding you know, fertility rituals, then gets to this point, well, well, what if we don't know, you know, I'm eating this hamburger and it's got cheese on it, but I don't know if this is a, 
I don't know where this hamburger came from. I don't know if it's a steer from Wyoming or if it's an old dairy cow from Southern California. And what if the same dairy cow that provided the milk that made that cheese, what if this is California cheese and not Wisconsin cheese? What if it, what if it's, you know, I have to be careful. So again, it's missing the point of the law and going beyond it. Um, and we talked about that yesterday a bit. So anyway, Jesus is pointing out like, look, 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 what you eat is not the problem, right? That's not what defiles you, right? Because what you eat goes in your stomach and it comes out, right? As waste, it goes into the stomach and is eliminated. He says, but those things would proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. He's like, hey, look, what comes out your back end, that's not what defiles you. It's what comes out your front end that defiles you. He says, for out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Now, what I kind of wanted to point out was this. I was talking about what comes out of your mouth. And I, I notice this because I work with people and I work with a lot of young people. Uh, I work with a lot of children and a lot of, well, you know, I guess I'm probably like you. I'm around people. And oftentimes I hear people say horrible things. I hear people say thoughtless things. I hear people say things that uh, sometimes are not fitting. They're not a fitting response for the situation at hand. You know, you think about something like somebody says something that's, you know, just maybe a little rude or slightly unkind or, you know, thoughtless, or they, you know, they don't use their manners. And yet then the response from someone else is screaming, belittling, um, the name calling harsh words that the response is not fitting. And you go like, what in the world? Why would you do that? Well, I think really the truth of the matter is it's it's that overflow of the heart. You know, what proceeds out of the mouth is, is the, you know, is the overflow of the heart. And when you have unresolved issues in your life, when you have unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment and envy and anger and all this stuff that you've allowed to build up in your life because you haven't confessed it to the Lord, you haven't repented of it, you know, and those are important things for Christian. It's an important thing when you mess up, when you're hurtful, when you have thought, you know, when you have thoughts that are harmful, um, when you're, you know, when you feel like, hey, I need, I'm, that person has hurt me to be deliberate in our forgiveness of them. Otherwise, we end up harboring bitterness and envy. And then that bitterness and envy that's un, that's unresolved, not dealt with, it overflows from our heart and it comes out on the people we don't want it to come out on. We have fits of rage, bursts of anger that are, are not fitting and are not, um, they're not in line with what we're responding to because we're not responding to the thing that's happening now. We're responding to all to the, th well, we're responding to the thing that's happening now, but we're responding with the anger, resentment, bitterness, etc., that we've been holding in our hearts. And those are the things that, that he says, those are the things that defile you. It's that, that overflow. And so, you know, maybe you're a person with a temper. 
people you need to think about you need to examine your life and say what is what why am i so quick why am i so quick to ang get angry when the bible says be slow to anger why am i quick to anger and you got to look at your life you know and and maybe it's even praying saying god show me show me the unforgiveness show me the anger show me the resentment show me why why do i why do i respond this way and it may be that you are just constantly feeding your flesh. You're constantly filling your mind with things that are unholy and ungodly. Maybe you are drawn to those things. Maybe you enjoy those things. And you're saying, why am I responding in a negative way? Well, what am I putting in? You know, And I'm not talking about putting in food-wise, because as Jesus said, that's not what defiles you. But when we fill our hearts and our minds with wickedness and evil, when we hold on to hurt and anger and resentment, rather than remembering the forgiveness we've been offered. Well, then we have that putrid overflow of our hearts. And those are the things that Jesus does to file a man. So don't make those excuses. Don't just say, well, I'm Italian or oh, I'm Irish. I'm whatever it is that you think gives you an excuse for the way that you are. Well, no, you see, because if you're a Christian today, then, then you don't really make excuses for how you are. You repent for how you are. You say, God, forgive me for how I am. I'm no longer going to walk that way. I'm going to walk in your spirit. I'm going to walk according to your word. I'm going to seek you out daily. I'm going to fill my mind and my heart with the things of you, the good things. I'm going to, I'm going to worship. I'm going to I, whatever is good, whatever is holy, whatever is right, whatever is true, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meditate on those things. I'm going to look for those areas in my life where I'm not forgiving, where I'm resentful, and I'm going to take the opportunity to lay those things at the foot of the cross, remembering that the cross wasn't just for my forgiveness, but it was for the forgiveness of all sins, past, present, and future. And so when I think that person needs to pay for what they've done, well, I've forgotten the cross because the cross says, no, I paid for it. Jesus is saying that on the cross. I paid for it. So when you say someone needs to pay for the hurt that they've caused me, well, Jesus did pay for the hurt that caused you. And he paid for the hurt you've caused others. So forgive. Not because they deserve it. It doesn't mean that what they did was okay. It doesn't mean that it shouldn't, that or that it won't hurt. It doesn't mean you won't remember it. But what it does mean is you're not holding them responsible to repay you for the hurt they caused you. We'll talk more about that when we get to Matthew 18. God bless you. Talk to you next time.